Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, uh, we all know uh, that getting back to school was a nervous time and enormous preparations were required. Well, the Association of Secondary Teachers of Ireland is holding a ballot on whether their members should take industrial action because of their concerns since schools reopened. And on the line to chat about it a bit more is Dermot de Poer, who's Deputy General Secretary at the ASTI, and also on the line um, to talk about it generally in terms of his own school. Uh, we have the principal of Castle Drygon. College, Patrick Flanagan, and you are both very welcome. Um, Dermot, what are the worries of teachers part of the ASTI at the moment? Well, I suppose what we're looking for mainly is for proper and full implementation of the government's plan for reopening of schools, including, you know, adequate social distancing, the protecting of teachers and students. So that because we want to keep schools open, we've always wanted to keep schools open, get them open. We've been working very hard with the government uh, and the Department of Education over the summer to do that. Uh, But we still have some serious concerns. Um, We've concerns about... The, the different rules that seem to apply and why, for example, if a case has been confirmed, it's not automatically assumed that the whole class is our, our close contacts. And we don't quite understand why, because in another workplace or another setting, that's what would happen. We don't know why there isn't a blanket policy on testing a whole year group or a class if there is a case. And also, we, we have heard experts argue that if a single child is infected, then that entire class should go home for two weeks and isolate, but that's not happening. Uh, and, and we've asked to meet with the Health Protection Surveillance Centre, the HPSC, so that we could get it straight, as it were, from the health experts' mouth rather than just being, it being mediated through the department. And that meeting has been declined, which we think is very unfortunate. We, we have quite a lot of concerns. Um, teachers are very worried and concerned. Well, well, I mean, I know it's a completely different setting, but I know from my own young fellow's creche, that they operate pod systems and they see those within the pod as potential close contacts. Yeah. Um, but is, there, is there a similar or completely different system? In well, it's, very, it's, it's not really practical. I mean, even in primary schools, I think they can operate pods to a certain extent. I think schools, to be fair, and school leaders have been doing an extraordinary job of work trying to get their schools ready. Um, you know, and uh, there has to be a shout-out to the principals and deputy principals for all the work they've been doing on this. But at second level, you're not doing the same subjects with the same people all day. You know, I may be doing English with you, but then you're doing honours maths and I'm doing past maths. You're doing French and I'm doing Spanish. So we are going to be moving from group to group. So the pod system isn't isn't quite the same. Now, obviously, if you could put in a system and say, well, who has this person been in close contact with? Then those people have to isolate. But it does seem to be a kind of suck it and see policy at the moment, which is a bit worrying. And the testing it's not maybe as fast as it should be as well. So a school can be waiting several days before it knows whether somebody is positive. And nothing is done in the meantime. The assumption is negative, and that is worrying. And particularly worrying, we have a continuing uh, worry about high-risk teachers, particularly teachers who may be, this is opposed to the very high risk who are allowed to stay at home, but there are high-risk teachers who may be high-risk in more than one category. And while there is an appeal system, there are some of them still in schools, and we believe that high-risk teachers should not be put into crowded classrooms there should be other arrangements made for them. Yeah, the other thing, of course, is we know schools have always been looking for more space. And if yes. you're at a premium before, it's, you can only imagine what it's like now. I, I think if this does nothing else, it shows the lack of space. We have the, the largest classrooms in Europe in terms of, not, not sorry, not in terms of the space in the classroom, in terms of the number of students. And 
also people have to remember, you know, who may be familiar with the primary school setting or whatever, which might have more in the class, but if you have up to 30 now in the, in the new dispensation there'll be very few classes with 30 but and these are these are young adults and they're quite bulky young adults some of them too i don't mean that in the bad you know they're they're all they go to the gym and they spend their time and they take up space um and and uh, i think it's it's shown a lot of the weaknesses in terms of the infrastructure in schools i mean the oecd who bring out an annual report on education yet again ireland is bottom of the table of the whole oecd countries for investment in secondary schools uh, relative to GDP, which is shocking, quite frankly, for a wealthy country. And Jim, I mean, what did you make then of the government's you know, living with COVID plan last week and the different levels and it seems the absolute determination that pretty much at all costs schools would remain open? Well, well it's a concern that they've said if you go up to level five, schools will still remain open. And look, we want to keep schools open and we understand a lot of the reasoning behind the policy. Apart from the economic reasons, there is a, a health and a well-being issue and there's no doubt our students need school and teachers want to be in school. But it can't be at the risk of, of a very serious health risk. And also, if we want to keep the schools open, we have to do this right. Because if we start getting clusters in schools and an explosion of cases in schools, well, then the schools will shut completely. Um, so we need to look at at least having alternatives in place if we need them, such as some form of blending learning, such such as the case that we may sometimes need to isolate a class or a year group and say, well, no, for the next few week or two you'll have to go home and you so are you saying they're not in place at all at the moment it seems to be keep everything open at all costs right okay and you know a case happens and they take the child out and there seems to be an assumption that everybody's all okay. And that is not, as I say, what would happen in another workplace. Mm. We're chatting to Dermot de Poer, who's Deputy General Secretary of the ASTI, and also on the line with Podrick Flanagan, who is the Principal of Castle Troy College here in Limerick. Uh, Podrick, what has your experience been then over the last few weeks since reopening, and what are your thoughts in general on this? Good morning, Joe. Well, thankfully, I we haven't had any experience with the concerns or about the concerns that Dermot has outlined so we've been lucky enough so far in that respect. I mean, the experience has been wonderful. It has been demanding. Um, and I suppose to some extent, we've got a payback from all the work we did in the summertime. But it is a, a massive operation. And, you know, from the lack of lockers to an elaborate one-way system, staggered breaks, six different exit entrance systems, staggered departures. It is quite uh, an unbelievable operation, helped, I have to add, by the wonderful weather up to and including hopefully today. Um, and the only comment I would make is, as I say, we've been lucky enough that we haven't had an outbreak with the students, but it is demanding of teachers, and I freely and honestly admit that it is quite an operation. And with the face marks, I'm glad to say that we have 100% adherence to that rule. But it is demanding from the point of view of the protocols entering students entering class and the fact that most of the day there are some students on break or lunchtime. So it is a demanding working environment, but thankfully we, and I'm sure in all other schools in the country, our staff have risen to the challenge, um, and it's done very well so far. Because I remember you saying at the beginning that actually um, the top priority was getting the system up and running, even more so in the first couple of weeks than the, the reason that schools are there to educate. So uh, have you flipped now and is education front and centre again? Yeah, that, that's 
that's the, the challenge, um, Joe. And in effect, I would imagine just from this week, we'll begin to more and more focus on learning and teaching. Now, I'd have to say that all teachers have, have really proved so adaptive and have got down to it. From the point of view of short-term, medium-term um, planning, you know, for example, we would have subject department meetings on Friday and we have a Crow Park meeting next week. And we're beginning to look at our assessment policy. We're even beginning to wonder what parent-teacher meetings will look like, and, and they are not due until November. So the normality of core business is slowly returning, but we are very, very conscious that we're all just one step away and that the health, safety and well-being of the students and staff, you know, we're not taking it for granted, but we are one day at a time in that sense. But core business is returning, definitely. Yeah, I mean, certainly we found in this very different workplace um, here that, you know, in the initial stages, you put in the plans and we're all rigidly adhering to it and doing our best. And then it becomes part of the norm. And of course, when it becomes part of the norm, there can be a bit of slippage product. Have you found that? No, um, it is a challenge and social distancing outside. There's no doubt about it. And we particularly have serious numbers here but absolutely no slippage. We, we constantly have a structure where we have regular announcements. We have, in fairness to the department, with the support of the partners, you know, a huge operation with supervision and, and all of that. So we're very confident that the, the structures and, and the core aspects of the plan are, are being adhered to. Yeah. We're talking to Padraig Flanagan, who's the principal of Castle Troy College, and Dermot Dupuyer is Deputy General Secretary at the ASTI. Uh, two points to you, Dermot. I mean, first of all, it's kind of mad in a way that, you know, the whole point of teaching and teachers is to teach. And yet, as Padraig said, you know, there, there were so many other things that had to be taken into account to get to that point. And the second um, uh, point I'd make to you is, would you worry about losing public support in the context of the ballot? Look, of course, that's always where I suppose we could start with that one first. Now, the first thing I'll say is we're having a ballot. The ballot won't happen for several weeks. There's plenty of time between now and then for us to talk to the... We are continually talking to the Department of Education. We would like to talk, as I've said, to the HPSC, and we'd hope we could talk to them. And if they can put in place extra measures, allay some of our fears, then... Uh, there may not be a need for... We would hope there'd be no need for any industrial action. Um Unfortunately, we uh, we have to put the health and safety of our teachers and their students ahead of public support, and, and public support moves one way or another. Um, in terms of the first question, yes, it is very interesting. I mean, obviously, one of the, the, the big, I suppose, one of the big reasons for opening schools, apart from the necessity of schools and of education, was <clears throat> the social and well-being reasons. And I think, as Boric was saying there, that was kind of the priority in the first few weeks, to get the system going, to get people familiar with the system, for the students to get back into the routines and get back into, for some students, for the, the safety of school, because it is the safest part, place in their lives. For some students, the only place that they could actually study, but also to, to meet their friends, to um, to get back into a normal, as, as near as normal, social life as well. And obviously, uh, as Boris says, there are all concerns that whatever we do in schools, um, you know, young people outside and it's very hard for them to, to social distance all the time uh, and now obviously we've seen kind of disgraceful scenes in some places and I'm not talking about that. I think to be fair to most of the young people, to most of our students, they are doing their best and they want the school to keep opening. I think as I've said before, we never thought that the vast majority of students and would be dying for schools to open again. Well, that's right. And, and one other thing is, I think is important to give you the chance to respond to this. Barry has WhatsApped us to say, look Joe, the teachers unions are laying the groundwork to stop 
school work at the earliest possible stage? What's the difference between a school employee and, for example, um, a store employee? Why are the risks greater for teachers? Well, first of all, uh, I'd say on that, that it seems that the measures to be taken are slightly different for teachers, and we, we have concerns. And we, we have a lot of concerns, which I've outlined. Um, and we, it is certainly not that we want to close the school. The vast majority, in fact, I mean, I'd say 99.99% of our members want to be in school. They've told us that very, very clearly. And we have done our best and worked extremely hard over the summer while as I say, our colleagues in school leadership were working 24-hour days without without any summer break to make the, the schools could open. Um, there's, there's absolutely no question that teachers don't want to be in school teaching. That's what teachers want to do. But they want to do it in as safe an environment as possible, both for themselves, their colleagues and their students. Okay, all right. Well, listen, thank you both very much. We'll keep a close eye on this. Dermot Depuyer, Deputy General Secretary at the Association of Secondary Teachers of Ireland and Padraig Flanagan, Principal of Castle Troy College in Limerick. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.